right, all right, all right. We have podcast number six of the season ticks. This is Daniel coming up to you live on a Tuesday. Unfortunately, Dan McGree is taking a little bit of load management uh, today. Uh, so we're going to get right into it uh, with the Dallas Cowboys winning their appropriate game on Sunday afternoon and beating the Lions. Now, Dallas continued doing its job and, and honestly winning the game that they were supposed to win. It didn't convince me a whole lot, but the win was still there. They still got you know the job done, which is essentially what we want to see from our beloved Dallas Cowboys. A few things that stood up to me were Dak throwing and essentially managing a game that was there for him to you know pretty much uh ma- not just manage but also you know dominate um Michael Gallup and Randall Cobb stepping up big time for the team you know um I love the way that Mike Gallup was just going up to everything he rarely dropped any uh footballs coming his way so that that was pretty impressive Randall Cobb you know looking like his former former self um, back in 2010, 2011, when he was just taking the lead by storm. Um, I also want to give it up to the you know, coaching staff, using multiple players to get the job done, um, bringing in Tony Pollard along with Blake Jarwin. I think that was, uh, that was needed. Uh, looking back at that game versus Minnesota, it was definitely something that you wanted to bring in and not just bring in, but make sure that the plays were there for them to to run uh and, and make something happen out of those specifically specific uh players. Uh the not so awesome stuff obviously special teams are still struggling. Uh we're giving up too many runs as far as, you know, um uh, the the kick returns and punt returners moving up the field with no problem. The 10 men on the field, I mean, if it wasn't for that timeout that they called, that would have been 10 men on the field. We just gave the Lions a free play. Uh, not a good look. Honestly, not a good look. Lack of communication. The first thing that will destroy a team or any hope of uh, success in a team is definitely lack of communication. So we need to tighten that up. We absolutely need to tighten that up and, and bring uh, bring better communication Um the third and last thing that I just stood out to me as far as the not-so-awesome stuff is really allowing 121 yards rushing to the Lions. Um, I don't understand why that continues to be a problem for the Dallas defense. Um, it, we, could, we continuously struggle to stop the run. We, we shouldn't do that, essentially, if we are going to be calling them the hot boys. Uh, I don't know if there's anything hot about allowing 121 yards and rushing to a simple team like the Lions. No disrespect to the Lions. They are a decent organization, but let's be honest with each other. They haven't had a good running back in a, in a while. And all of a sudden, a, a rookie comes in and decides to run 50-something yards on us, along with Bo Scarborough, who is a former Dallas Cowboy himself, and we let him run another 50-something yards on us? I, I don't think so. That's not, that's not okay, uh, especially if we know... Jeff Driscoll is going to take off and, and run, right? Um, looking looking forward to playing the Patriots 
And one thing that the Patriots love to do, Bill Belichick will do this to you. He will explode your weakness. He will put Sonny Michelle to run. He will make James White run as well. And good luck stopping those guys. Um, we, all, we, we all know that James White will catch screen passes out of the backfield. And he will take it to the house. So to my linebackers, my Dallas Cowboys linebackers, we need to be awake out there. We need to look like we want to win in this Super Bowl. Because if we only talk about being the hot boys and we're not giving so much of a hot performance, that's going to be a problem. It really is going to become a problem for this team. Um, looking also at the Monday Night Football game, Mahomes still playing relatively well. Uh, nothing too impressive that I would say, wow, this cat is definitely in the MVP race. I feel that his um, injury has definitely taken a toll on him. He's playing through the pain. Uh, he's also managing the game as well. He had a lot of help from his defense, taking away four, uh, essentially four interceptions from Phillip Rivers. Um, also, Travis Kelsey looking extremely dangerous. Uh, caught 92 yards with the passing and a score last night in Mexico City. Uh, now, playing in Mexico City with the high altitude is no easy task. We all saw... Everybody was wearing oxygen masks. Everybody was trying to catch their breath. Um, you're playing essentially 7,400 feet above sea level. That, that's not an easy task. It's not fun at all either. Uh, I've been there myself. It's not, uh, it's, not the greatest, uh, it's, not, it's not the greatest condition to be playing in. Now we're going to look at the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I, I hate to say this uh, for such a, a great quarterback, but Phillip Rivers is really digressing. This could be possibly his last year. Four interceptions last night on one of the biggest stages of football, which is Monday Night Football. And uh, the pressure was too much. I'm not sure exactly if he was trying too hard, trying to you know throw bombs essentially to his receivers. Uh, I'm not sure what he was looking at out there, but it's just incredibly amazing how backwards he's going instead of forwards obviously age is becoming a, a problem right i do like austin eckler playing lights out uh running out of the backfield and catching passes as well the guy is definitely a stud melvin gordon didn't show me a whole whole lot yesterday except for maybe a couple of highlight highlight reels but beyond that nothing that i would say wow this cat is definitely going to take the nfl by storm uh, I feel that uh, him sitting out and holding out has definitely played a part in that specific role uh, of him not being able to perform as uh, expected. A couple teams that did their job also yesterday were the um, the Indianapolis Colts beating the Jags. Uh, honestly, Jacoby Brissett is their guy at this point. There's no doubt about that. The Jaguars, uh, unfortunately, struggling with Nick Foles. Uh, I have a, a few tweets here saying that, you know, bring Minshew Mania back, bring uh, Gardner Minshew back on the center, let Nick Foles sit, th sit out the season and let Minshew just finish it out. Uh, unfortunately, that's not our call to make. Nick Foles has been, he's a proven quarterback. He has won a Super Bowl. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. Yes, Carson Wentz did take him to 11 wings wins uh and then 
from that point forward, it was all Nick Foles. So, you know, I don't think it's time to sit him down just yet. It was just one bad game. It was his first game back since that injury in first, in the first week. Moving on, we got the Bills beating the Dolphins. Of course, that was expected. The Vikings beating the Broncos and essentially coming back from behind. That was quite impressive. I got to give it up to Kirk Cousins. He's still doing his thing out there in Minnesota. Saints beating the Bucks. Uh, again, something else that was expected. Uh, Drew Brees still playing well. The Buccaneers just cannot find the answer. Uh, I believe Jameis Winston is up out of Tampa Bay next season. Jets being the Redskins, uh, you know, that's a battle of the mediocrity right there. We don't, we're not sure about the Jets. We're not sure about the Redskins. I mean, the Redskins are what they are. They are horrible. So, unfortunately, that is it is what it is. Uh, something that did surprise me, though, the Falcons beating the Panthers. Uh, at the same time, I see the Panthers only putting up three points on the board. That's not going to cut it. Uh, at this point in time, the Panthers have to be scratching their heads, asking themselves, is it really time to Cam to let Cam Newton go? I don't think so. Uh, I think Cam Newton at this particular point in time can become a wild card uh, for your trading block. However, Kyle Allen is not ready. Uh, he still needs a little, a little more time uh, to cook and, uh, and honestly become a starting quarterback in this league. Although he is managing the game well, uh, three points on the board is just not going to put it, in, not going to cut it in this league. Um, moving on, the 49ers continuing their hot streak. They are now nine and one. Congratulations to my Niner Nation. Uh, it is quite impressive the fact that they're continuing to win and continuing to take the uh, lead by storm, beating the Arizona Cardinals 20, uh, 36 to 26. Kyler Murray though still doing his thing. Still having a pretty good year, uh, 150 yards passing with no interceptions and, and two scores. He continues to, you know, really just uh, astonish a lot of people. He did rush for 67 yards, so that again quite impressive for for a rookie, right? Jimmy Garoppolo, he's still doing his thing as well. Big ups to him. That 49er defense is definitely stout. Still definitely, you know, putting numbers out there. The Raiders, the Raiders, a lot a lot of people didn't give a whole lot to the Raiders, yet they're still here, still having a, a winning season. Chucky, I don't know what he gives those players. I don't know what he's feeding them, but he's definitely getting them out on the, on the field, and these cats will run through a wall for their coach. So big ups to them. They're 6-4, and four, same as the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it's, it's quite amazing to see a team that give up so much uh, for their future, and they're still, you know, still – Still going strong. Patriots. Patriots winning against the Eagles. Again, that was that was expected. However, I did not expect them to win only by 17 to 10. By seven points. One score. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's just because the Eagles are now being able to... They, they have their defense. They're healthy. Then they're ready to go. Uh, and also, I mean, let's be honest. Tom Brady was quite annoyed with his offense and the fact that they were unable to produce essentially he was asked you know what he thought about the lack of offense on his end and he answered pretty plainly and basic doesn't matter what i think it matters what we do uh i don't know 
if uh, that's a sign of uh, annoyance or if it's just a sign of frustration. I think it's a little bit of both. However, hopefully they'll be able to go ahead and turn it around. Uh, the Patriots are always going to be the Patriots, guys. Let's not forget that. Let's not fool ourselves. Um, they have one of the greatest coaches of all time and one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. The Rams beating the Bears 17-7. Again, expected. Mitch Trubisky is going to be out. Um, they didn't say how long he's going to be out for. There's a few sources on ESPN saying that maybe the quote-unquote injury is fake. Um, I'm not sure. That's not my call to make. However, we do definitely want to see the Bears turn it around. Uh, unfortunately, Chase Daniels is not going to help the Bears do that. Now, moving on to a specific game here that was just blown out of the water was the Ravens versus the Texans. The Ravens put in one, putting up 41 points yesterday against the Houston Texans. Now, th this score right here is it's out of control. Looking at the stats for Lamar Jackson, 17 out of 24, 222 yards. He's averaging 9.3 per throw and four touchdowns. He was only sacked one time. His quarterback rating is 93.3 for yesterday. This guy is going to win the MVP, period. This is his year. The people did not give him enough credit, did not believe enough in him, and he is here to shut mouths out. That's it. To shut everybody up, and he's here to ball out. I got to give it up to um, Edwards for rushing 112 yards and one score. Honestly, that team is just gelling really, really well. And not only that, they're finding ways to not just win, but essentially beat guys. I mean, punch them in the mouth. Um, speaking of punching people and, put, and you know, beating guys and et cetera, the Browns winning on Thursday, November the 14th, um, 21 to 7. Now, I'm going to go into this particular subject as carefully as I possibly can be because this is very serious. The Browns beat the Steelers 21 to 7. Uh, I've already said that. However, does Miles Garrett Miles Garrett need to be punished? Absolutely. Absolutely. But so does Mason Rudolph. Let's look at the facts. Let's look at the film. Let's look at things that actually make sense. Punishing one and not the other is out, just outlandish and ridiculous. It's egregious. Uh, I don't agree with it. I think the league is just trying to get out its own way, but it cannot with these quote-unquote punishments and suspensions. Uh, we're looking at Miles Garrett, a guy who has, yes, he has had a few incidents on the field, but this is also a guy who's trying to, you know, do better. He's trying to be a Hall of Famer in the future and leave a good legacy behind. Unfortunately, um, this has tarnished that uh, particular goal, and it just it sucks, right? However, we hope to see that the league does better in this particular situation, in this particular scenario. Unfortunately, Baker Mayfield himself said it. It doesn't feel like a win. Um, the post-game dramatics, 
post-game taunting, post-game scuffle, whatever you want to call it, was just out of control and plain ridiculous. And not only that, but we also have to consider these two guys are professional football players. The key word here being professional. If we're looking at the film once again, there's 14 seconds left on the clock. Ball gets snapped. Mason Rudolph gets rid of the ball. Miles Garrett comes in a quote-unquote late hit, wraps up. It's not targeting his his head. It's not targeting his chest. It's just wrapping up, bringing him to the ground, the end. However, Mason Rudolph insists on reaching for Miles Garrett's helmet at that particular point in time. Now, if you're Mason Rudolph, you're 6'5", 235 pounds. So you're solid. You, you can take a guy, right? Miles Garrett is 6'4", 272 pounds of solid muscle. Miles Garrett will take you out. And you taunt him by trying to take his helmet from him. So Miles Garrett's natural, natural reaction is to come after your helmet, take it off, and walk away. He was walking away from the situation. Week with uh, the matchups that we all want to see, which is going to be Ohio State versus a very powerful. Is that okay? Absolutely not. You could have taken him a guy, a guy out right there and then, ended his career, and unfortunately, uh, his chances to ever play the game of football ever again. Very dangerous and very powerful. Penn State on Saturday at 11 o'clock on Fox. That will be the game to watch this week. Um, not to forget also about Texas uh, versus Baylor at 2.30 on FS1. You also have another great matchup, in my opinion, which will be Georgia versus A&M. Uh, that's always a fun one to, to keep, you know, keep your eye on. Then you have Wisconsin-Purdue. And a most attractive one, Oklahoma versus TCU. Hopefully, the Horn Frogs will be able to pull that one off. I know they haven't had the greatest of seasons. However, we hope to win, to see a win there for the Horn Frogs. Although Oklahoma has uh, been playing pretty well, not extraordinary well. I mean, their record says it all. They're nine and one, but some of the wins have been pretty close. We never want to see that out of such a, a great football team, such a great program. Moving on, uh, there have been some rumors out of Florida State University saying that they're going to come and grab primetime and bring him into the program as a head coach. Um, I hope that's the case. Honestly, that uh, FSU has been just kind of under the radar, really, just flying under the radar. They haven't grabbed a whole lot of talent here lately. It's all been going to Clemson and Alabama. All the five-star recruits are going there, or most of the five-star recruits are going there. And, uh, you know, we hope to see them, you know, flourish in the future and come away with a little bit more bowl appearances as time goes on. But, again, the core subject here will be primetime, a.k.a. Deion Sanders going into FSU as a head coach. That is really an interesting idea to me. Hopefully, we, we see it come to fruition, and we see it come to fruition soon. Uh, moving on to NCAA basketball, 
uh, that's uh, you know one of my one of my favorite subjects. Uh, Kentucky uh, unfortunately suffered a loss last week against Evansville. I don't know what to think of that. Honestly, I think it was a fluke. Uh, players just not being 100% focused. It happens. You are going to have, you know, powerhouses go down to less than programs. Um, it, it sucks. You hate to see it happen. But, again, it just it happens. Um, the loss did, you know, kind of did something to to Kentucky in the sense that they, it dropped them uh, from the standings and the rankings being number one. And at, currently they're standing at number nine. That loss right there cost them the number one spot. Number one is sitting at, uh, with Duke. Number two, Louisville. Number three, Michigan State. Uh, Kansas, number four. University of North Carolina, number five. Maryland, number six. UVA at number seven, Gonzaga eight, uh, Kentucky nine, and Ohio State ten. I mean, there's nothing new there uh, except for maybe Maryland and Virginia sitting at six and seven, respectively. However, you know, um, MSU, man, I'm telling you, Michigan State University is one of those programs that it doesn't wow you. Tom Izzo is a heck of a, of a coach. And they always find a way to be in the top 10 at all times or at least make a make a sweet 16 appearance. It is one of those teams that you definitely want to keep an eye on. You definitely want to make sure that you respect and that you come out playing on all cylinders. Otherwise, they will beat you. Mason Rudolph, unfortunately, did not understand nor see that. He wanted his helmet back like a little five-year-old baby. He goes... Chase Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett does not want to give it to him. You look at the video, there's a reach for the groin. There's a reach for a private area. You don't touch a man there, period. You never come for him like that. Miles Garrett's natural reaction is to hit him upside the head with it, with his own helmet. Going into another one of my favorite subjects, the NBA. Uh, we had yesterday our Dallas Mavericks beating the San Antonio Spurs 117 to 110. My man Luka Doncic looking nothing short of extraordinary, uh, dropping 42 points, 11 rebounds, and 12 assists. This young cat is the youngest Maverick to ever score a 40 point game. And also rack 11 rebounds and 12 assists in one game. And the scary part is he's only 20 years old. That's so scary about him. He's young. He's still got a lot left to go. Luca. Luca's just going to be better than dirt. Period. If he keeps up the space, he's just going to be better than dirt. And you know what this means? A lot more players want to are going to want to come to Dallas and play with Luka Doncic because he elevates others. Out of his 12 assists, he got two other players, essentially Kristaps Porzingis, with 18 points and 10 rebounds. And then you got Finney Smith with 22 points, 
five rebounds and three assists. Miles Garrett is quote unquote suspended indefinitely per CBA, the collective bargain agreement. A football player cannot be suspended indefinitely while the season is going on. It's just not fair. Uh, is this suspension going to carry over next year? Possibly. And uh, we hope to see him next next season, though, uh, taking taking uh, snaps for the Cleveland Browns. Um, but um, it's really unfortunate that these things happen in today's NFL where a player will try to hurt another player with, quote-unquote, a weapon. Now, this uh, helmet weighs about 67 pounds, so imagine about 67 pounds of, of solid just plastic and hard carbon fiber coming at you upside the head. It's very dangerous, very childish, and, and overall just foolish. Um, we got to do better than that, guys. We Football is already a very physical, very violent game as it is already. You got men coming at each other at, you know, ridiculous amounts of, of force and, you know, just – Trying to hurt another football player just um, shouldn't be in the cards. Moving on to college football, we are still seeing a lot of movement, a lot of uh, chips being placed all over the table. LSU still number one. Uh, to me, that is the most complete team in NCAA football. Um, you cannot... Just, you can't essentially say no to that. Joe Burrow is the guy. Joe Burrow will continue to be the guy at LSU. And he will go into the NFL draft. I believe he will be the number one pick for the NFL draft in 2020. Number two, you got Ohio State. Ohio State still playing lights out. Still putting people down. Still putting football teams to sleep you got number three Clemson I mean uh really I don't even know if they should be in the top four to be honest with you their strength of schedule I mean they don't really have anybody else left to play that's uh ranked this year and you got number four Georgia uh, Georgia deservingly so needs to be in the top four Alabama uh, unfortunately that lost to uh, LSU a couple weeks back cost them that top four spot uh they're now nine and one and they're sitting at number five and continuing on we got oregon utah oklahoma penn state and florida minnesota unfortunately with the upset this past week has dropped to number 11 michigan number 12 baylor wisconsin and notre dame uh can't discount the auburn tigers the cincinnati uh memphis iowa boise state smu the local team Standing at 9-1, you know they're going to make it to a bowl. Oklahoma State, Appalachian State, Texas A&M, and Virginia Tech is what we have ranked as the NCAA football standings as of today, Tuesday, November the 19th, 2019. Hopefully, hopefully we get a good. Luka Doncic, ladies and gentlemen, is the future of these Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I really, I'm impressed by him. I think he brings a great brand of basketball to Dallas. He's a likable guy. He's not one to dilly-dally. 
And the most important thing about this is that he's having fun while playing basketball. I think this is an essential part of the game is that you're having fun. You're not trying to, you know, cause trouble. You're not playing aggressive in your face basketball. He's just playing basketball out there, getting rid of the ball when he needs to, not forcing shots, making sure that, you know, everybody's where they're supposed to be, and more importantly, guiding this team. This is Lucas' team. I personally thought it was going to be Persingas' team as soon as he stepped on the court due to not only the fact that he's the unicorn, but he's been in the league for longer than you, than, than Luca. Uh, we are seeing that this is not the case. Uh, I think we saw it coming last year when Luca was playing in his rookie year and won Rookie of the Year awards. It's just, it's amazing. The kid's just awesome. The Knicks, however, they have our they have our our number. We've lost twice to the Knicks this year. Um, I think that's unacceptable, but just like in any other league, you're gonna have that one team that has your number, and they're gonna continue coming after you, and that's fine. I mean, it's just the Knicks; they're not gonna get anywhere. But we gotta be careful, though. We gotta be careful not to lose to these uh, mediocre teams that we're supposed to be beating. And we got to be careful to not fall under complacency because it's really easy to fall under complacency when you're at a 500 record. Uh, not that the Mavericks are there just yet. They're actually 8-5, and five, which is not a bad record at all. However, we definitely want to place a good seed towards the end of the year so we can make it into the playoffs and hopefully make a good run into the playoffs. Um, it, it sucks to say that they're not going to make the finals anytime soon. The West is way too stacked with the Lakers, the Clippers, and uh, the Rockets, to name a few, right? Um, one thing naming the Clippers is Kawhi Leonard. Now, Kawhi Leonard is a, is a lights-out kind of player. He's a player. He's a well-rounded basketball player. He will play defense as well as offense, uh, plays two-way ball like they call it. And he's really, really impressive. He has amazing athleticism. However, we are going to analyze this particular part of his game. The load management. Hadn't even been 15 games into the season. And he's already taken days off. Now, as a consumer of basketball, you pay your ticket. You go watch a player do what they're paid to do. Which is play basketball. I understand 100% they are human beings. I'm a human being too. And I get paid to do my job. And if I don't show up to my job, there's going to be consequences for that. The league allows load management, quote unquote. It's a new thing. It's a new age thing that allows the players to become, allow them to obtain that longevity to be able to play 10-plus years in this league, which I have no problem with. But let's be honest. The great ones back in the day, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, John Stockton, Clyde the Glide Drexler, Hakeem Olajuwon, all those players, I never t heard them take load management. That, that did not exist back in those days. And yeah, the game is getting faster. 
players are getting stronger, taller, better. But is that really reason for you to take days off? When your fans are paying a, a, a ticket to go watch you play. And these tickets are not cheap. A good basketball ticket runs you about $250 to $300 per ticket. For you to sit and say, hey, you know what? Nah, nah, never mind, I'm not going to play. This is uh, I'm going to take this day off. I'm putting in some PTO today. Really? I I don't agree with it unless you have a serious injury. Uh, a Unfortunately, a knee contusion is not going to cut it. Wrap it up, put a brace on it, get out there and play. I mean, if Michael Jordan played with the flu, now, mind you, Michael Jordan is, is a high standard. But nevertheless, if he played with a flu, What's a leg contusion, which is essentially just a bruise on your leg? It's nothing. It's nothing. And and you wanna you wanna sit here and, and run for MVP and, and have everybody call you the MVP? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to call you the MVP if you're taking days off. You're playing like an MVP. But are you consistent like an MVP? The key to success, ladies and gentlemen, is consistency. And we're just not seeing uh from Kawhi Leonard. This is not a stab at Kawhi Leonard. It's more of a observation of what he is currently bringing to the table. Moving on with basketball, we still have Giannis Antetokounmpo playing lights out. Um, Celtics are still and can potentially run the table in the East along with uh, maybe the Raptors. Uh, but that's a big maybe. Uh, when they lost Kawhi Leonard, they lost an essential part of their team. Although Siakam is still, I mean, he's improved a ton, a lot. Uh, looking at his numbers here, the other night he had 20 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, and he's shooting 7 of 14, so about 50% with 35 minutes of play. That's uh, it's pretty impressive. For, you know, a guy that just got plugged into the starting lineup and all of a sudden he just takes off. It's pretty awesome to see. Now, the Rockets, they're finally clicking. And when I mean they are finally clicking, I mean Russell Westbrook and one James Harden. James Harden, man, he's just a pure scorer. 36 points, 11 out of 19. Uh, no, Clint Capella also, man. This, this stat right here, this is amazing. 22 points, 20 rebounds, shooting 10 out of 17. Uh, that's that's pretty awesome. Russell Westbrook, 28 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. Essentially, he's a, he's a walking triple-double, which is, um, to me, is quite amazing. I don't want to call him... The guy for that team, the guy for that team we all know is James Harden. That's his team. He got there first. He brought them to where they are now. However, Russell Westbrook playing sh nothing short of being the MVP. In that particular game against Portland, who acquired Carmelo Anthony uh, earlier last week. I think that's nice. I think that's pretty nice, the fact that Carmelo Anthony, who's a pure scorer, is going to come in and give them a little bit more firepower, which is really what they need. 
I mean, the Rockets dropped 132 points. And Portland was only able to score 108. Um, Portland does have the talent. I just don't believe they have enough talent to bring them over the top and onto the next level. I do need to recognize the following team for, you know, still being a top of the West, which is your Los Angeles Lakers. Soon enough, they're going to be playing the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, which will be tonight at 9.30 on NBA TV. That should be a good game to watch, uh, given that the Oklahoma City Thunder, they're a scrappy team. They're not going to take anything from anybody. They're not just, certainly not just going to lay there and let King James and the Lakers just come into town and and take over. That's not going to happen. Chris Paul will not allow his team to to do that. Um, One team that just, Keeps seem to be spiraling out of control and into the deep abyss of the West uh, rankings. They're going to be the Golden State Warriors, who are currently now 2-12, and 12, playing Memphis at Memphis at 7 o'clock later today. That uh, shouldn't be a game to watch. It's just there to, I guess, fill up the schedule. Uh, because, unfortunately, the Warriors are not... Are just a shell of what they used to be. Um, we're going to move on to soccer. And I'm looking at the English Premier League. Currently, Liverpool standing in first place. Leicester City at two, a second place. Chelsea, three. And Manchester United, Manchester City, excuse me, at four. Those are the teams that make it to the UEFA Champions League. Liverpool, once again, Proven to be just on top of things. Bidding Manchester City on Sunday, last Sunday, the 10th, uh, 3-1. to one. That was quite a spectacular win versus the City team, the Citizens, who I'm not sure exactly what's going on there uh, with um, Pep Guardiola's team. I think uh, they lack a little bit of discipline. In my particular, my personal opinion. But Liverpool certainly taking the English Premier League by storm. Uh, It's very interesting what they have coming up next, which is going to be Crystal Palace on the 23rd at 9 a.m. I believe that will be. And then after that, on the 27th, they'll be playing Napoli for the UEFA Champions League matchup. I believe that will be one of their... Uh, better challenges of the season that that Napoli game for the UEFA Champions League um, and now going into the excuse me the Spanish Primera División uh, or La Liga as many know as many know it Atlético Madrid beating Espanol three to one. Sevilla beating Betis 2-1. That was on Sunday. And on Saturday, we have Real Madrid expected to win 4-0. Barcelona also expected to win 4-1 against Celta. Uh, Real Madrid beat Eibar 4-0. Alaves beating Valladolid 3-0. And Valencia beating Granada 2-0. These are very good teams that are getting beat, but also very good teams that are doing the beating. Currently, 
You have Barcelona standing in first place. Real Madrid second place. Atletico Madrid third place. Sevilla, very dangerous Sevilla. Fourth place. Real Sociedad fifth place. Atletico Bilbao at sixth place. All these teams on top are expected to be there. Uh, Real Madrid has not won a league title in over, I believe, six years. And it's time for them to pick it up. The UEFA Champions League is coming up next. And hopefully, hopefully we see we see some good matchups. Honestly, it's exciting that UEFA Champions League brings the best soccer in the world. Aside from the World Cup, obviously. You have Real Madrid playing against Paris Saint-Germain on... The 26th at 2 o'clock, you have Club Galatasaray, which is from Turkey, against Club Brugge on the 26th. Also on the 26th, you have Bayern versus Red Star. On the 26th, Tottenham versus Olympiacos, Manchester City versus Shakhtar. Juventus, uh, alongside of Cristiano Ronaldo, who has been playing lights out as well, at 2 o'clock on the 26th. And those are your start matchups. For the 26 on the next UEFA Champions League games. Um, well, guys, this is all I got for you. Um, actually, I have one more thing left to say. This week, we have on the boxing world, we have one Deontay Wilder versus one Luis Ortiz. Should be an interesting match. Um, everybody really expects Deontay Wilder to come out on top on this one. There have been some rumors that Luis Ortiz will or could potentially put away uh, Deontay Wilder. However, I just don't see it happening. Deontay Wilder is too much of a wild card. He will get in there and go toe-to-toe with you. I feel as though there will be a lot of back and forth. And Wilder will end up knocking out Luis Ortiz, just like he did last time. And hopefully, you know, uh, Tyson Fury will be able to, you know, come away and get, you know, get another main card here soon, uh, either against Joshua or Wilder. But the Joshua slash Wilder fight needs to happen soon. We are waiting for it. We all know what's going to happen, just like the Canelo versus Triple G. It's just a matter of time before things pop off and the gloves come on, the bell rings, and we go to war. But it needs to happen soon before the fans actually get tired of just going around in circles, hearing the talking, hearing the press conferences, and not seeing the action, right? So to the... To the boxing fans out there, you know, just uh, remain positive. There's uh, there's a few fights that are coming up next that we should definitely keep an eye out on. Like I said, the De- Deontay Wilder versus Ortiz should be one of them. And also the Joshua versus Ruiz should be another. This time around, I don't expect to see Joshua getting knocked out. I do expect to see Joshua going 12 rounds versus Ortiz and hopefully winning that fight. Hopefully. Uh, Ruiz is very dangerous. We all saw that. And Joshua was very confident that he was going to win that fight. However, it's just, I don't I don't see it happening a second time. 
okay? Now guys, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all your support. Uh, it really means a lot to me to know that there are people out there listening to this podcast. And it means a lot to us, uh, Daniel McCree and myself, that you guys are out here, you know, supporting us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Continue to do that. Continue watching uh, sports. Hopefully we have uh, guests coming up uh, here pretty soon to lay out some opinions uh, on their teams, on their views on, uh, you know, basketball, football, and uh, some soccer as well. So, guys, again, thank you so much for your support. Follow us on Twitter at Tech Season and at Dan McGree. We appreciate you for all you're doing. Take care of yourselves and each other out there. Peace. here now the fifth episode of the season tip podcast and we with me i have dan mcgree all right so we're coming to you guys on this uh monday night uh, monday night football but let's go back to yesterday's um loss versus the vikings daniel what did you think lost us the lost cost us this game um jason garrett <laughs> <laughs> Get him out of here! Here we go, bringing back the uh, fire Jason Garrett campaign. Yeah, I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of him. I mean, I've been like I've I've said before, I've been tired of him for years. Um, it's just, just like he's not a terrible coach. He's just not good. Like he's just not gonna he's just not gonna take you over the top. And with the type of talent we got on the team right now, there's no point in having a coach who's not willing to be smart with his playing calling or to try new things or to try to fit in players, uh, like by their skill set, like just like stuff like what happened to Tony Pollard. Like he hasn't been used. I feel like he hasn't been used properly at all this year. And the way they talked about in the off season, like they, like he was going to be a big a part of the offense. I mean, Stephen Jones, uh, he was, he was talking crazy when he said this, but, he said we feel like he could be an Alvin Kamara type player, like like he was last year with right. the Saints. Which obviously that's a that's a bold claim, and we knew that that wasn't gonna be the case. But even just just the smallest bit of like an Alvin Kamara type player, like he can be used, he can be used like that. So I would I would like to see that just more diverse play calling, more. Um, if Dak is going, let Dak let Dak keep the ball. <laughs> Dak was Dak was was on it yesterday, and we just wasted that performance because the play calling was bad. Yeah, yeah, I I I'm looking at you know the Ezekiel Elliott performance. One of the things that you know one of our biggest weapon on the field is our running game, and unfortunately that was completely stuffed. He, they, I mean, unfortunately. The O-line and Zeke were only able to get but 47 yards um, on 20 carries. Uh, Tony Pollard only got one chance to carry the ball for a negative four yards. So 
that right there, I mean, that lets you know exactly, I mean, pretty much the Vikings were after one thing and one thing only, right? Let beat let Dak beat us up the field. And it was working. Their secondary was not, they weren't stopping anybody. Yeah. I mean, for Amari Cooper to catch those, those like tiptoe on the line catches, yeah. that, that was incredible. And, and a touchdown like that. Now, one thing I would like to, you know, just mention real quick here is that Tavon asked Austin uh, pun return that he ended up ca- uh, calling a fair catch. What did you see there now that you look back at that game and in that particular play when he had 15 yards of separation between him and the next man? You shouldn't have listened to Garrett. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, if you if you look at the game versus the Giants, um, all Dak was doing was changing the place. Yeah, that's all he was doing the whole fourth quarter. He said, "You know what? I'm just going to change the place," um, and decided to go a different route. Uh, put the team on his back and say, "Okay, let's go." Um, and one thing that I cannot stress enough from this defense is the fact that they're just not putting enough pressure on this quarterback. Yeah, they're just not. And I, that falls right back on Garrett. That it's like we need more blitz packages. You can't just rely on uh, D-Law and the rest of the, the hot boys to try to do it every single play because it's not going to work. So, I mean, just mixing things up will go a long way. Absolutely. Um, coming up with the news on the injury report, it looks like uh, Connor Williams is going to have actual surgery. And so Xavier Zulfilo will, be ha- will, will have to step up for him. Uh, this coming up week, that leaves us kind of thin at, the, at that left guard position um, with only him and um, Tyron Smith, who has been having ankle issues this uh, this season, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, where do we go from here? I mean, next se- next week we have the Lions. What where do we what do we do at this point? Do we start panicking? Is it time to? panic is it time to relax and trust the process and trust the coaching and trust the players or I don't mean I don't think it's I don't think it's time to panic um this the the Lions that should be a win and looking at I think Zeke I I I think that's like a one-off for Zeke if Zeke gets 20 carries he's normally his production will be a lot better than that normally so I don't think I don't think this is this is going to be as far as the running game is going to be a regular occurrence from Zeke, and plus I think I think the problem is that if Zeke isn't having a good game, we don't have to force it to him, and I think the the mindset behind it is probably just because we paid him all that money that it's like you want you want to get your worth, but it's all like it's a long contract. You don't you don't have to get it all in one game. <laughs> just go go to go to who's hot, and Dak was hot, so it's once again put it. Put it in the who the hot hand. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. I feel like the the whole hype during the off season, during the season, the first three games, um, we were hoping to see, you know, the same thing on a consistent basis. You know, I don't think people have put behind the losses versus the Saints or the Jets. Yeah, like that was. Um, you know that 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 was hard, and looking back at it, you know it's kind of difficult to say. All right, I paid ninety million dollars for. Well, our team paid ninety million dollars for a running back. What you know, what's going on? 
why isn't he running like he was running three years ago? Well, three years ago, he was on a rookie contract. Yeah. He was waiting for this contract to, to get paid and, you know, do what he does. Um, unfortunately, yeah, like you said, you're going to have good games, you're going to have bad games, and you're going to have excellent games. Um, last night was a relatively bad game for Zeke, which is... Especially for Zeke. Right. Which is not often that you see him, yeah. you know, give you what, 40 yards, 47 yards of, yeah. of offense. On 20 uh, carries. <laughs> on 20 carries. Now, you know, Dak Prescott was, I mean, he was on point. Uh, yeah. Aside from the INT, which, you know, I mean, honestly, you can't really blame him if he's going to be throwing 46 times per yeah, He you know, looked look great. He looked great. I like I liked what I was off from Dak. And I feel like that that's who he's been. Whenever whenever he gets a chance, whenever he gets a, a fair chance, I feel like that's who he's been. And so just keep keep trusting him at this moment cuz he's he's been our best player. I say he's him and him and Cooper have been the best thing for the team on offense this year. Yes. So, so I guess probably Mark Cooper's probably our best player right now. Um and then Dak is right there with him obviously cuz he's getting the ball. But once again, I want to I want to see Tony Pollard more involved. I mean, Jason Witten isn't. I mean, he's he's old. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to force it to Jason Witten. Like it doesn't have to happen. Michael Gallup. I mean, he had ten targets yesterday, four catches, seventy six yards. Michael Gallup looked pretty good yesterday. Uh, right, all three of our receivers looked pretty good yesterday, and so they were they were involved, but. Um, Finding better ways to use our running backs whenever the the rushing game isn't going straight. Except except on that last play, uh, the last play of the game when we tried to do like an out route to Zeke. I don't I don't I don't like that play calling at all. But no, and uh, you know it's amazing what we saw from Blake Jarwin against the, the Giants and him you know catching that ball and just going 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 until he found the end zone and. I like to see a little bit more of that. I like to see that play a little bit more. Uh, allow him to catch and run because that's that's who he is essentially. Blake Jarwin is a catch and run type of tight end. He's not, you know, your hybrid tight end kind of like Jason Witten who is able to block, you know, catch and run. Yeah. Um, which makes Jason Witten the Hall of Famer that he is. Um, but yeah, absolutely more involvement on all of our weapons. We don't have just three players, four players that we can rely on. We have, you know, talent everywhere. Yep. Um, you know, Tavon Austin has done some things for us as well in, in previous games. So why not involve him mm-hmm. as much in the uh, you know run and catch game or catch and run game? But uh, we're gonna move down the NFC East here. We have we are right now tied with the Philadelphia Eagles, who are right on our heels. Um, who do they got coming up this week? Eagles. The Eagles this week have Eagles have the Patriots this week, so yeah. Um, I would like to think that'd be a loss for them. Yeah, I don't think it's too far fetched to say they should lose that game. Yeah, they're predicting sixty point eight or sixty three percent probability of the New England Patriots winning that game. It's going to be at three thirty. It's not going to be. Um, I believe that will be in. Philly, so I mean, so, I mean, yeah, and still, I mean, obviously they could they could still win that game, but it should be it should be a win for the Patriots. 
Especially with them losing their undefeated season mm-hmm. last uh, last week against uh, yeah Baltimore against the, yeah <laughs> so they should they should come out ready especially I mean, coming off a of bye week also exactly. so they should come out they should come out fully prepared I mean Bill Belichick <laughs> probably the greatest coach of all time and you got the goat at quarterback so they they should come out full force and just smack them up yes indeed and. Uh, Going down the down the list there, we have the Washington Redskins who have decided to make uh, Dwayne Haskins their starting quarterback. Um, do you think that was a, a wise move, a bold move, or let him get his reps? It was just a move. He's like, what's the what do you got to lose at this point? Right, you're one in eight. It's it's a lot. It's the trash. That's all I know. <laughs> At this point, it's almost like you might as well. I mean, if he's too good, you could just take him out and then just keep losing. Thanks <laughs> <If he laughs> for two. Save you. I mean, they ain't going to get two with Haskins there. But <laughs> somebody will be there. I don't know Jerry, if Jerry Judy's in this draft. Maybe try to get him. Right. Somebody up there. But, um, yeah, they're, uh, they got to try something. They gotta try something. There, it's it's a terrible franchise already, though. Especially oh, after goodness. the the Trent Williams news this week, saying they aren't gonna pay him for the rest of this year. That franchise is just they they need to reboot something. I don't know what it is, but it's a dumpster fire. And yeah. um, I heard earlier today that uh, the uh, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. is looking to buy a football team. Now this guy is a multi billionaire um so i mean come on that side just cough it up he's not he's not about to sell that team at at all cough it up you (laughs) egomaniac just give it up already um in lighter news we have the bears beating the lions finally the bears were able to put a win together uh against a pretty decent team uh without matt stafford um which is good you know, you always want to see those teams that are getting the L's left and right and get a W at, at some point or another. Um, the Ravens rolled over the Bengals, which was expected. Yeah. And um, But Lamar Jackson probably had the play of the year. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was incredible. That spin yeah. and run for the end zone, that, that's, that's just – I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. I, I mean, even we watched Michael Vick growing up, and I've never seen anything like that. Ever, um, yeah. it almost makes me want to go buy a ticket and watch the Ravens just to go see him play. Well, I watch every <laughs> I watch every Lamar Jackson game I can watch. Jeez, man! But yeah, I mean the the Bengals are just they are what their record says they are. They're yeah. one and eight, or not even that. They're zero oh and eight. They have not been able to put a win together to save their lives. Yeah. Um, but moving down the list, we have. The Browns beating the Bills by three, which is a it's a good win for them. Yes, they needed that drastically and yeah. just desperately. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. smiling again, <laughs> which is a good thing. Cream for Hunt, Cream Hunt played his first game too and looked pretty good. He, I think, he had uh, seven receptions. They use him a lot in the uh, in the passing game. Nick Chubb still doing the running, which I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of. Cream Hunt taking carries away from Nick Chubb. Right. Chubb's on my fantasy team at the moment. <laughs> but also I think Nick Chubb is one of the best uh one of the best rushers in the league, just 
far as just running the ball, just handing the ball and letting him go. He's one of the best in the league. And so, I mean, but what we saw from Kareem Hunt last year with the Chiefs before all this stuff went down with him. Yes. He's, uh, uh, he's a pretty great player, too. Yes, so he is. So you got two, um, I, I, don't, I won't say all pro, but definitely pro bowl level running backs in your backfield. And you still got Odell and Jarvis. So if Blake can just figure out a way to get it properly to them, they should be putting up numbers. They should. But, I mean, I'll give them, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for yesterday because they played the Bills defense, and that's that's one of the better defenses in the league. But yeah. from this point forward, like, there is like there is absolutely no excuses for Blake. Baker. I don't know why I keep calling him. <laughs> I can't even respect his name right now. <laughs> right. No, it's hard, especially when yeah. you shave three times during a game. But uh, we're going to leave that alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it, it should make things easier for, for Baker Mayfield to have, like you say, two star running backs yeah. in that backfield. And, um, you know, gl- good for them. The Browns need this. The Brown that that CD needs yeah. something to believe in. And what other than the Browns with all the talent and offensive weapons that they have, uh, the defense don't look too shabby either. But you know, you you drafted Baker for a reason. Yeah. Um, he was accurate last year. This year, unfortunately, he's he's lost a lot of that. Hopefully, he finds it. Um, and who also found a way to beat the Chiefs out of all teams, was the Tennessee Titans. Did you watch the highlights of that game? I I really didn't get to see any of it, but it it just looked like Kansas City defense is doing what they've been doing to Mahomes. (laughs) Let Mahomes do what he does, and then you just give it up. (laughs) Give up whatever the other team wants to do. Now, what's amazing to me is Ryan Tannehill, who at some point or another was benched in Miami gets traded to Tennessee to come in as a backup. Mariota loses his starting job. Tannehill for the last three weeks has given them three consecutive wins. So Mark Rabble, I believe he knows what he's doing. He knew what he was going to do when he brought Ryan Tannehill into Tennessee, which was get Mariota the heck up out of there. And plug in, plug in Ryan. I don't know about that because I feel like Mariota. I mean, he was still second pick in the draft. I feel like that's not a player you want to give up on so quick. But the way the season was going, it's just like you had to. And I mean, not lost. I mean, I'm looking at the stats for the game. Derrick Henry had 188 rushing yards and two touchdowns. That's a big help. Yeah, that's a massive help. That's two trips down the field, down the field, basically. So, I mean, he put up crazy numbers. Tannehill didn't even – I mean, his numbers were good. Uh, 13 and 19, 181 yards, two touchdowns. And so, um, like, that's pretty that's, – that's, he's managing the game. I mean, this week he managed the game. Last week he had a pretty good game. And then um, I forgot what his numbers were the week before, but I think he was – was that the one where he uh, – I think he brought them back from. But, I mean, the Titans are 5-5 five and five right now, right at 500. So, they're still they're still in it on the playoff race. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, you know, I was really surprised to see the Saints take an L yesterday um, on like such a just hard and unbelievably just 
bad, bad game. It was one of those fluky games. Yeah, to who nonetheless than the Falcons, man. Like, what, what, I mean, what goes through your mind when you see things like that? You just say, all right, just chalk it up and, and move forward, or do you really want to dwell on that? What do you, what would you, what would you do if you're in Sean Payton's position? It's, it's hard, like, it's hard to really process that. I mean, it's the it's you lost to the to the Falcons. You lost to the the two the who they were the one and seven Falcons time, but now the two and seven after that. Right. You got outscored by a kicker named Young Ho Koo, <laughs> who had who had four field goals. <laughs> he had twelve points by himself. Your team only had nine. Yeah. And so. Um, they're probably just gonna look at it as one of those games where it's like we were off. We just got to come in more determined next time, um, ready to play. Uh, Alvin Kamara looked like the only person. Look, Alvin Kamara had like twenty four yards rushing. He had fifty yards receiving, like eight receptions. Obviously, that's that is not the type of game he's looking for. The the best player on their, their team was uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, 13, 13 receptions, uh, 15, 115, 152 yards. And so um, mm-hmm. th- this is one of them games that like it, it got away from them. They got to come back from that. I, like it was a it was a funny week this week for them. Yeah, and you know they I'm looking at uh, Drew Brees' QB rating was 24.4 mm-hmm. uh, due to zero touchdowns, uh, 32 for 40, uh, 32 out of 45. With 287 yards, this was a game of field goals for for the New New Orleans Saints, and um, sad to say they took an L there. Yeah, there's uh, there's nothing I, I wouldn't dwell too much on it. Just chalk it up to you know charge to the game and and keep moving. Um, it it is what it is. They're still a good team. They're still a contending team. They're still in the playoff race. No doubt about that. Um, who is not in the playoff race and doesn't? I mean, this is not a team that we're not going to spend too much time on. Is um, the Jets beating the Giants yesterday, thirty-four to twenty-seven? Um, you know, Barkley giving him another scare yesterday yeah. with a potential injury. Uh, but uh, you know, Daniel Jones, you know, still looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean, especially for for what everybody thought he was going to be when he got drafted, he he's exceeding he's exceeding what we thought already. Even though it's a loss, so, I mean, it's nothing like it's nothing that you can just go crazy over. But the numbers the numbers look great. <laughs> so I mean, there's something there's obviously something there, and like the skill is there. It's just finding the, um, the execution to win the, to finish the game and win it. So. They just got to figure that out. Absolutely. Um, one thing that I would definitely harp on during the offseason uh, is the fumbles. Yep. I mean, he lost the ball three times yesterday. Uh, fumbled, well, fumbled it three times, lost it once. Uh, same thing with Golden Tate, lost it once, fumbled once. Uh, it, it's just it's, in, it's imperative that a quarterback takes care of the ball, yeah. uh, especially when he's in the backfield. You cannot hang on to the ball too long in the NFL. It's not the same thing as college. Yeah. We all know that. Um, they will come for you. You have less than 2.5 seconds to get rid of the ball, make a decision, yeah. get rid of the ball, goodbye. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 
Saquon did what Saquon does. Uh, I think, um, you know, 13 carries for one yard, it's not talking too much. Uh, but uh, I, don't, I don't know what to think there. I hope he's okay. He's an unbelievable talent. Yeah. So um, moving down the list, Bucks beating the uh, irrelevant Cardinals at this point. Although I will say this, uh, Kyler Murray, look, yeah. you know, that's another guy that's exceeding expectations yeah. there. For sure. Um, rushing three times for 38 yards. Um, you know, the, the 32 yards was his long, uh, was a long run, was the longest run. Um, that 324 yards throwing, three touchdowns, and one interception. That's against a very scrappy Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, defense. So, yeah. You know, happy to see him perform there. Um, okay, we're, we're going to leave the the losers for, for last. But um, Steelers, making it happen again. Hey, Minka Fitzpatrick, ever since that trade, their defenses look completely different. They held, I mean, they, they held the Rams, was it 12 points? To 12. To 12, yeah. That's, and... I mean, some people just call. I saw I saw a tweet yesterday talking about Jared Goff. I said maybe he's just a high volume Mark Sanchez. <laughs> it's yeah. And um, but even though I mean Jared Goff ain't ain't the best quarterback, that Steelers defense has looked great this year since since that since that Fitzpatrick trade. So this Steelers team is probably going to be a team people have to look out for later in the season. Yeah, I I feel that the. The Rams that have gone away from what they used to do best, which was running the ball. Yeah. And when you make Jared Goff throw 50, 46, 48 times per yeah. game, you know, that's going to hurt you. Yeah. And I mean, it's tough too because it's, I mean, what, how healthy is Todd Gurley? And like, he doesn't look as like explosive as he's looked in the past. Right. Which he's had he's had injury problems since college, so, but he's he's not looking like how he did last year, so I mean you can't if if he's not if he can't fully go, you have no choice but to pass all the time. Absolutely, and you know when you pass, you're prone to throw ints. Yeah, that's what's, that's just what's going to happen. Uh, but moving along here. I'm looking at the um, Packers beating the the Panthers in a nail biting game. I think that was nice. It was a nice uh, nice football game at Lambeau Field. It's it's always difficult to win at Lambeau Field. There's no team that goes out of there with a W saying, "Man, that was awesome. That was a lot of fun." No, it's uh, it's, it's cold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. It was snowing. Um, I am sad to say that there is a chance we're not going to see Cam Newton in a, in a Panthers uniform next year. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I like I'm not I'm still not just sold on Kyle Allen. Mhm. Once if Cam Newton is healthy, you you have to go with Cam Newton. I I don't see I don't see like there's a there's not another choice unless you just Unless you somehow get at the top of the draft and get one of the young guys up there, like right. a Joe Burrow or or two or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I see. I don't know. It, it it's just too. 
too difficult for me to say, you know, yeah, we'll give Cam another another shot. How many times has he been, has he been injured? And um, do you want to, you know, keep going with it, with an injured player? I, I guess that's yeah. my question. Um, do we need also just I don't know. There, there's he's not getting any younger either. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's been in the NFLs for what now, like nine plus years? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's eight now. Eight years now. So, you know, it's, it's. Uh, I don't say it's time to hang it up. Yeah. But perhaps a change of scenery will also help him out. Yeah, it, I, it might, it might. But I think he's, I think he's good in Carolina right now. I, I just, because I just don't think Kyle Allen is the guy. Yeah. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is going to make a lot of quarterbacks look good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He will. Um, in this particular game, however, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, box score here. He still ran 108 yards. He still got a touchdown on 20 carries, um, 18 long. On uh, the receiving end, 6 for 33 with an 11 long. That's the longest, uh, you know, uh, receiving yards. So, yeah, Chris McCaffrey is still doing his thing. Uh, still having an MVP form top of year. Yeah. Um, do you I still have him in the top three of your MVP race? Um, I think Dalvin Cook might have jumped him for Ooh. me now. <laughs> I mean, especially after last night. But yeah. I feel like with McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook, I feel like it's going to be a week-to-week thing with them because they're both playing at a level that's been just ridiculous this year. Yeah, I don't think we've seen this type of talent that's that tied in the MB- for the MVP race in the last four to five years. I think it's always been one just player that's been just dominant all year. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Because I mean, we have we have Lamar. Um, you got Russell Wilson, who I still think I think he's he's back at the top after tonight's game. Um, then you got McCaffrey, and then you got Dalvin Cook, and so I think I'm, I'm going Wilson, uh, Jackson, Cook, and then McCaffrey right now, and so it, it's. I, but I think it'll be close for the rest of the year, and seeing seeing what if Lamar Jackson balls against the uh, 49ers, I think it's in three weeks. He he's definitely gonna have that top spot for me, but I mean Russell. Russell handled his business tonight against the 49ers. Yes. yes Outside of that pick. Outside of that pick in overtime. I mean, <laughs> look, picks are going to come. You're yeah. going to throw an interception. They're, you're one person that's throwing into a group of yeah. five individuals. So, yeah, yeah. the picks are going to come. Yeah, and he, But he recovered. Right. How you bounce back from him is what matters, mm-hmm. right? You have to have that short-term memory where, like, okay, I threw a pick, I threw an interception, get all, let's get over it, let's back, let's get back on the field. I mean, you even saw his demeanor when he he, yeah. he got back on the sideline. He was just clapping. He was just like, it's going to be all right. Nah, he's a pro. Okay. That's a pro. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and do this. We're going to come back. And, and come back they did in unbelievable yeah. fashion. The guy ran the ball to the spot where he knew his kicker was going to be effective yeah. from that range. And after that, he just let the clock run, uh, took a knee, kicker came back in, right, I mean, not, not right down the middle, but, you know, he, he nailed the kick, yeah. essentially. Close it um, up. Yes, he did. I mean, I don't want to say there's maybe like two inches in between the ball yeah. and the goal pulls, but. Win is a win. W is a W, right? Um, 
So let's let's talk about the tankers here. The Dolphins, who can't even tank right. <laughs> They're two and seven now, beating the Colts, um, who have no Jacoby Brissett. Um, their quarterback is, I believe, Ryan Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Brian yeah. Brian Hoyer. Yeah, and I mean, Fitzpatrick here doing some things, you know, not not anything fancy, but um, we'll 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 see what what happens with them uh, in this whole tanking situation. Uh, we know the Jets and the Dolphins are in a close race for for that top uh, tank spot, and so are the Redskins, of course. Uh, the Bengals are, I think they're taking the the prize. Zero and eight, yeah. All right? Winless, completely yeah. winless. Not even one. They're in the tough division too. I don't think they've led a quarter at all this year. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I hope it's not that bad. By a field goal, maybe. But yeah, we'll 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 keep a close eye on the uh, in the NFL. Uh, for next week, we have Steelers and Browns on Thursday. Cowboys and Lions on Sunday, Jags and Colts, Bills and Dolphins. Next game. <laughs> That's the the game of the week. Yes, Broncos and Vikings. Oh, not that. Oh, I'm talking about the uh, the the Texans and Ravens. Texas. Woo! I figure that's gonna be the, that's man. probably gonna be the game of the week. Yes, it is. Texans and Ravens. That, that man. That's gonna be should be interesting at Baltimore. Ooh, they're going straight in that cold. They're going straight into the tundra, um, but you know. And, and also, I mean, Deshaun Watson. I think he's a he's an MVP candidate this year too. And, Absolutely, and that's just show. That's also just showing you how deep the race is once again. That we need to mention Deshaun Watson when we're talking about all those players up there. So that's going to be a great game. I can't wait for that game. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And you know we have. Don't look now, but the Raiders are five and four. Hmm. Yeah. Don't I mean Chucky's doing some things in Oakland. Yeah. Um in Defense looked good on Thursday. Yes, they did. Uh yes they did. They went out and they performed um against a Chargers team that is supposed to have all the ingredients to be a, a winning yeah. team. Um and unfortunately they just could not put it together. Phillip Rivers just, I don't know what he was trying to do on that last drive. Um, I think he was trying to find the flag, the, the pass interference flag uh, for his wide receivers and just easily just move up the field. Um, unfortunately, that backfired on him because once once the uh, DBs caught on, they they were just essentially just backing off of their, yeah. their receivers and their assignments. So um, it is what it is. It was uh, it was a bad game for him. Well, the last last quarter at least was bad for him, and uh, the Raiders came away with the W. So we got the Cards and the Niners, Bengals and Raiders, Patriots Eagles, Bears and Rams, Chiefs and Chargers. Um, do you feel like the Chiefs can get back to their winning ways? I mean, with you got Mahomes in your team, so you there's, you can always win. Um, there's always a chance to win. It's just it's all in the defense now, because Mahomes is gonna get you the points, and the rest of the offense. I mean, I think it would help them if they had if they had a better running game, which that that's where you can see um, losing Cream Hunt hurt them this year. 
you can't really control games as much as you did the year before because you don't have a running back you can just give the ball to and he just handled the rest of the game. As as long as as also having you know the MVP and Patrick Mahomes, so I mean they, I think they need to find I think they're probably this offseason gonna look for another running back that can just that can go to work when you need them to. And I think I think that's their problem, and and obviously just that that trash defense that you got. <laughs> yeah, it's um, they can't just just can't put a stop together. Yeah, they cannot stop anyone. Uh, I mean, it was Ryan Tannehill and the Titans this week, and it just they couldn't stop him. Um, two point conversion was, I mean, just Ryan Tannehill running it up, yeah, and essentially just landing backwards and taking it in. Uh, and you could literally see the team just rally behind him and get hyped, and mm-hmm. you know him earning ultimately earning the, his teammates' respect, which yeah. is you know it's, it's pretty awesome. It's it's awesome to see things like that uh, from a quarterback. Uh, but let's go to predictions on the playoff picture. Who do you have in the AFC for playoffs at this point? Now that the the cream is rising to the top and we we're starting to see uh, a little clearer picture um, when it comes to playoffs. In the AFC? In the AFC. Um, right now, I mean, Patriots, Ravens. Um, I'll take the Chiefs. I think those are all the division leaders right now. Um, Texans. Texans are probably going to win their division. And let me think. I think the Bills are still in it. I mean, Bills are Bills are still in it, but I don't know. I'm. I don't. I still don't feel like I can trust them for some reason. Probably just because it's the Bills. But um. <laughs> Yeah, the, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. The wild cards right now are the Bills and Steelers. But you still have the Raiders and Colts. I think the Colts, once Percent comes back, the Colts will be in there. And um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the Raiders. That's the, that's the one that I'm not sure on. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like the Colts will be in there. But as far as the Raiders, Raiders go, I'm not sure. So... Like I said, the Patriots, Ravens, Texans, Chiefs, I think they'll they'll all win their division because they're already in the lead right now. But I think they'll hold on. And then I'll take the Colts, and then I'll take the um, – actually, I'll take the Bills. I'll, I'll keep the Bills in there. I'm looking at – outside of the Patriots, who else is in that? <laughs> you only got to worry about the Jets. That's it. And the who, Dolphins. Who have not produced. Yeah, and that's not a worry. Anything extraordinary this this season. Yeah. Uh, other than, you know, beating our beloved Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, that's pretty much the, the picture here um, on the in the NFL. Moving on to college football. Um, I think that LSU-Bama game was – college football game of the year. Mm. That was spectacular. Uh, Joe Burrow did some incredible things. He did what I thought he was going to do, which was find his receivers, make his reads, get rid of the ball when he needed to. This cat is is more than ready to be in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, um, 
it's unfortunate for Tua that he had to endure that that uh, that injury throughout the game, and that yeah. pretty much threw him completely off. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a tough game to come back from an injury on. <laughs> you don't ever want to go against the LSU team coming off an injury. No, especially with that defense that was just man, they were on it. Yeah, both defenses were on it, but um, you know yeah, after yeah. trading blows. Yeah, just LSU was just ended up coming up on top, and you know they get they get to talk all the all the trash now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it just just it was just one of those things where you just knew well knew that it was going to happen, but you also were in defense about it because Bama is Bama. Yeah. You know they're always going to do well. Nick Saban's always going to give you a run for your money. So that was. Um, Again, play uh, you know game of the week, and the top four remain well don't remain but have changed. Um, you're looking at Ohio State, uh, Alabama, LSU, and Clemson. Right, uh, Penn State has been knocked out. Uh, although, no wait, Penn State did lose. Who did they lose to this week? Minnesota. Minnesota. Thirty-one to twenty-six um, at Minnesota, uh, and you said Minnesota actually moved. Minnesota is, I think they're they're number seven right now, and um, I, I guess they're for real. Wow! <laughs> if they beat Penn State, they gotta be for real. And I think oh, that yeah. I mean I think that moves Penn State out of the the playoff race for the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you aren't SEC, you really and you lose this late, you really don't have a chance. To sneak in, I think like Bama, Bama still has a chance. I mean, they lost to LSU, which I think most people would probably think they're the the number one. T- I think most people would take them as number one team over o- Ohio State, even though Ohio State has been killing their competition. Just because, once again, you beat Bama, right? So yeah, I think most people would take them as a top team. Now, <clears throat> so we- there's still a chance for there's still a chance for most of those SEC teams. Absolutely. Now, would you have kept Clemson in the top four? I mean, even after the week schedule that they have going on, because who do they? I mean, they really don't have anyone else left to play that you could say, okay, they're a legitimate threat to this Clemson team. I think. I mean, they're undefeated right now, and look, they're they're still the champs, and so there's. I feel like it's not. And Penn State is at number four right now. I don't think it's. I really don't think it's. It'd be right mm-hmm. to, to take Clemson out, especially like if you're still undefeated, you got to give them a chance to to defend. I mean, obviously, this this isn't the week you're picking the playoffs, but still, it's like I feel like as an undefeated team, they should be up there. Yeah, I mean, the only team that's ranked that they've beaten this this season, A and M. Texas A&M, who, I mean, yeah. really hasn't done a whole lot. Yes, um, yes, man. But they still have Wake Forest this week, and then the week after that should be uh, South Carolina. So, I mean, we we shall see, right? Um, it's just yeah. one of those things. They just got to keep winning. They can't. They're another team that can't lose this late in the season. Because if they lose, here comes yeah. Georgia. They can't afford a loss at all. Or even Oregon. 
Yeah. You know, but, It'd be uh, funny though if 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 Penn State and Clemson lose again, Georgia would be back in the top four, and then the way the way it's set up right now is there'd be three SEC SEC teams in the top four, and that <laughs> that make a lot of people mad. It'd be funny if that happened. Yes, indeed. All right, so we'll jump back into NBA. Uh, Dan, I know you keep a close eye on the Mavs. What is your report on the Mavericks? Uh, we lost tonight to the Celtics. Porzingis, Porzingis played, uh, had a terrible game. <laughs> uh, 20 minutes, uh, five fouls. Um, I think he had six. And then... Uh, we lost. We lost to the Knicks on Friday. To who? To the Knicks, the New York Knicks. Oh, they still exist. In Dallas, okay. we lost to the Knicks, and Luca. Luca had put up some great numbers, but um, he had eight turnovers, and we. And um, it's just there's just some little things the Mavericks got to get together, and Rick Carlisle still tinkering with um, all the lineups too. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff to figure out. But, I mean, we got through the first 10 games of the season, 6-4. and four. But, I mean, it's one of the weaker – like Rick Carlisle said last week, uh, in the last week, that it's one of the weaker parts of our schedule. But still, I mean, 6-4 and four and only one road loss out of all those games. <laughs> Big improvement over last year. So I, I think we'll be I – still, I still think we can sneak into the playoffs. I still think we're going to do that. But um, there's got to be some stuff that's going to get cleaned up, like, along the way. I think with the lineup, um, there needs to be consistency, right? Yeah. Uh, because when you plug in plug and play, essentially, players yeah. uh, to find out how they gel, how well they can play together, uh, you're essentially running experiments. Uh, experiments can, at times, go the way you think they will. Yeah. Or at times can just backfire on you right in your face. Yeah. Um, now I I trust Carlisle. He's he's a very smart individual. He knows basketball. He's one of those players that couldn't play but can coach the heck out of a team. Yeah. Um, however, there like I said, consistency will be the key to this team's success and and any team for that matter. However, um, it, it is important that they find a a, a rhythm. And two, an identity. Mm-hmm. Um, once that occurs, then at that point in time, we should be in business. Luca, Luca is looking like a top ten player, though. Oh, year. absolutely, so. no doubt. Um, that his his ceiling is beyond the roof. Yeah, right? <laughs> his ceiling is yeah. not just the roof; <laughs> it's beyond that. Um, and we hope to see him make it to the. I think he's going to make it All Star game for sure. Oh no, he he's in. If he if he plays if he plays at this level he's he's definitely in. So, and so we're, we're we're good on that. It's just getting a team that flows together consistently every night, and so Carlisle needs to figure out the lineups he's doing. And personally, I I would like to see. Um, uh, I feel like Dorian Finney Smith every time he plays, good things happen. His his three point shooting percentage ain't been the best. But defensively and energy wise, like we don't have a lot of players like that on the team, and so seeing him on the court would help. Is going to help us a lot. Plus, I feel like his plus minus is always he's always one of the players who who's close to a positive on the plus minus side of things. Like 
So him him being on the court is something that needs to happen more. And then you got DeLon Wright, another guy who's like a high-energy defensive guy. And so I, I would like to see a lineup of like Przingis, Finney Smith, um, Luca, and then um, you could I mean you could go you could go Kleber I mean they they like Kleber um, oh yeah and then you can switch you could switch Seth and Delon right in the starting lineup which I like either one of them off the bench but I feel like over time Delon Wright would be better because he's better defensively but I mean Seth Seth got that shooting that's the only thing. But um, there's there's some there's some things you can do, but I feel like having a set starting rotation might might help us. For sure, yeah, it's just one of those things you like I said you can't experiment too much uh, or for too long. Yeah, uh, you have to come out with an identity and um, and get into a rhythm. Yeah. Uh, now looking at the uh, Western Conference here. You still are you still picking the Clippers for yeah the top spot <laughs> yeah I'm not I'm not moving from that yet just yet I think they they yeah they won it they won again tonight I mean the Lakers are in the top spot at the moment for now but Paul George is supposed to be coming back Wednesday Ooh. and so the Clippers have already they're seven and three right now their only losses I mean they had. A, we thought, I mean, everybody thought the loss against Phoenix was a bad loss, but Phoenix is six and three right now. Um, they lost to the Bucks last on Wednesday, and uh, I forgot who the other loss was too. But they're winning all their games. I mean, they're seven and three, and their only losses are to other good teams at the moment. So they're they're in good shape. They're gonna be all right. And Paul Paul George ain't even back yet. That's the thing. Uh, I thought we weren't going to see Paul George until probably like after the All Star, uh, yeah. after the All Star break, which it, it's awesome to hear that he's mm-hmm. going to he he will be back sooner than than we thought he was going to. Yeah. Um, but moving right along to some more basketball, but in in the collegiate level here, um, what are some things you've seen so far on the college stuff? On the college, yeah. um, I haven't. I watched the first night of, of games. And um, I'm a huge uh, John Calipari fan, so I watched the, I watched the complete Kentucky game, mm-hmm. and I was I was real excited uh, to watch the kid from Garland, um, Tyrese Maxey from South Garland, and he showed out in his first game in in college basketball, 26 points off the bench, Man. and he looked he looked like he's he's gonna be the guy. I think he's gonna be he's definitely gonna be starting pretty soon. But I think he might be the guy for Kentucky this year. Um, he he looked amazing. He had some deep threes. His hesitation, like, I mean, I've watched some of his college highlights, but I never just sat, was able just to sit and watch a game. And um, he looked, like, his athleticism, just his quickness looked ridiculous. And I think he's going to give a lot of people trouble this year. Yeah, um, one of the Texas teams that, Came as a surprise last year was Texas Tech, mm-hmm. and um, I, you know, I'm looking at uh, the score here. It looks like they haven't lost a step. Um, oh. We're looking at Bethune Cook, but they put 79 yeah. points on the board. I mean, they, they lost. They lost their best player though. They lost Jared Colvin. Like he got. He's on. Uh, he's on the Timberwolves this year. So I mean, I haven't really been able to like do a deep dive on like the college teams this year. 
But um, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure about Texas Tech. I'm sure Kansas will be good again. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. But I mean, they played they played an ugly game against uh, against Duke on the first night of the season. That was that was close. Yeah, it was that a close was game. So close. Um, the the team the team I like. I mean, I'm not sure anymore. But the team I liked was uh, is is Memphis. It all depends on what the NCAA is going to do with uh, with James Wiseman though. If they're going to suspend him for the year though. <sighs> so. Yeah, what did he do? He borrowed like some uh, Penny. Money from Penny his... apparently helped his family move the um, the Back year before, school. like move move houses. And at one point, Penny was a booster for Memphis. And I think once you're once you're considered a booster, you're always considered a booster, no matter what what position on the on the team you were. And since uh, he was like a booster, helping a, a potential recruit. Like it's it's counted as like some type of cheating or whatever in the NCAA uh, rules, so um, they went ahead they they went ahead and suspended the player and they always suspend the player they never they hardly ever do anything to the coach, which is funny to me, but uh, it's like why like we'll ruin the kid's life but we don't care about what happens to the the coach which I, they're not ruining the kid like James Wiseman's life, but um, it's still like it's an inconvenience to a player who's. Just like, like he's just helping him move. I mean, obviously, I don't know all the details in it, but from the outside looking in, it looks like he's just helping him move. Yeah, and and the thing is with the double NCAA, it, it, they just want to pretend like it doesn't happen everywhere. Yeah, uh, they like that control. Yeah, they like the control, and they like the yeah, essentially the authority, the the ability to be able to say what you're going to do and what you're not going to do um this is the reason why a lot of our players uh, rj um i'm sorry Lamelo and and rj are 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 overseas right now playing basketball for a foreign country in a in a foreign country for a foreign league yeah and then they're rocking it you know um i'm i'm kind of there now with Lamelo as much as much as i've been Watching the highlights and, and Twitter feeds yeah. and, and all of that, he's he's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. I know yeah. at first in that first episode we talked and I was just still not completely yeah. bought in, but you know as as I continue watching, he's uh, he's grown a little bit on me. He's grown a little bit on me. Um, we shall see though. We shall see. Um, like I said, sad that the NCAA is the reason that, or is potentially the reason why these players are yeah, they're pushing the players out. Yeah. Are are going straight into the pros and not getting the quote unquote college experience, um, but I mean, hey, with the new law coming out, um, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, this new law, like if if they do it right, it's going to change a lot of stuff for for positive for the positive. So I, I hope I hope it it goes in that direction and and not them just trying to figure out new ways to try to control people, which. That's the most likely thing they're gonna to try to figure out a new way to control somebody else, but um, I'm all I, I'm all about just um, players doing what's best for them. Yeah, absolutely. Because in the end, that's just gonna make the competition more fun to watch for everybody else. And so, if going overseas it makes you a better player, cool. Like I'll, I'll see you. We'll see you once you get to the league, and then you'll be a whole lot better player. Exactly. Um, 
So NCAA basketball, we'll keep an eye on that for sure. It's still really early in the season. I think they've only been, a, what, close to three, only three uh, games it'll played be so far. One week tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so it's still really early. Uh, we haven't seen anybody except for the Blue Bloods be who they are, which, yeah. you know, the the powerhouses that they are in basketball. So we shall see. Um, Dan, I want to talk to you a little bit about the English, English Premier League. Uh, I know we haven't talked too 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 much about it, but uh, Liverpool, man, Liverpool on top. Uh, they just keep coming at you, still, you know, coming in hard. Uh, they they're starting to separate themselves from uh, the rest of the league. It's just they're they just got it two to one, and and Jordan Klopp is it's their coach. Um, He's incredible. I, in my opinion, he does wonders with the talent that he does have. Uh, and I remember when he was a doorman, he had um, Pierre uh, Aubameyang, he had Pulisic, and he had a couple more weapons who were just not very well known. And now that he has what he has in Liverpool, he's just he's having a crack at it. Um, another team that I'm just following along just because of Christian Pulisic is uh, Chelsea. And uh, Chelsea looks to be in good form right now. They beat uh, Crystal Palace 2-0 with the help of Christian uh, scoring in at uh, the 79th minute. And ever since he scored that first hat-trick for them, he hasn't stopped scoring. Um, which I'm happy to see because again, we need him in good form if the United States feels as though they will have a chance <laughs> to make it into the World Cup this next this next go round, right? Um, oh, wait. <laughs> it, it was embarrassing to 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 talk to other fans from other parts of the world, um, essentially my cousins in Mexico, who asked me, what's going on there? Why aren't you guys yeah. making it through? You guys have made it since 94, and every, you know, every four years you make it through. Yeah. What's happening? Well, what's happening is we got a bunch of old players. We unfortunately had a, a manager, coach, whatever you want to call them, that still wanted to go with those old players yeah. and is not allowing the new talent to come in and develop and, and have those minutes and, and play unless you're playing in the you know EPL or, or the Spanish League, which you know not a whole lot of um, American players do. So. I mean, what do you, what do you think there? What are what are our chances of making the next World Cup? Now that's coming up. I mean, I, I'd like close. to think they'd be high. <laughs> I mean, yeah. in the perfect world, that's what I'd like to. I'd like to see. I'd like to see that. I mean, I don't. I don't. What do you think that just our country needs to do to just get better and more competitive at soccer? They are promoting the 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 sport, which is amazing. Um, before this year, my daughter, who is now four years old, wasn't able to play soccer until she was close to five or six. So they moved the age down a couple of years, um, which, you know, in Brazil, they start playing at two years old. Um, the first ball that they ever get is a soccer ball. Is a soccer ball, basketball, or volleyball. One of the three. Preferably basketball, or I'm excuse me, a soccer ball, because that's what gets them out of that country. However, um, going back to the states, it is 
unfortunately a sport that we don't follow that much until it gets time to go to the World Cup. Yeah. And if we're going to do that and be that inconsistent, I don't think that improves our chances. Um, we should follow what Germany has done in the past, which when when they go to their uh, qualifiers, what they do is they send their under-17 team um, for the first two or three friendly games, and then they send the you know the, the A yeah. team out uh, once it comes time to the you know end of the line. Yeah. So we should kind of just follow that format. Uh, they say you know in the NFL, NBA, it's a copycat league. So why not copy the same thing from other yeah. countries, right? And um, I think this time around, who made it in, in our place was Panama and was it Honduras? I think it's one of those two, but essentially they got kicked out the f- the first go round. I mean, yeah. knocked out of the group stage. Um, so you know, again, hopefully, hopefully we will make it this this go around. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I've got uh, as far as soccer is concerned. Uh, in baseball, congratulations to the. You know, Washington Nationals, they were able to go ahead and win their <laughs> World Series. Um, and then, you know, that that's that's wonderful news. We, unfortunately, were late to that party. However, we will continue, yeah. you know, monitoring the Texas Rangers as, you know, part of their home team. So, um, I don't know. What else What else you got for me, man, in uh, sports news? <laughs> I don't know. I just want to shout out Tyrese Maxey again. <laughs> there you just, go. Uh, Putting on for the the city of Garland. <laughs> no, yeah, seriously, yeah. the the kid looked completely unbothered, man. With I mean, taking those long range threes, yeah, that, that was that was pretty cool. And he was just at the end of the game, he he had a little, you know, two minute spot on an interview. He's all smiles and he's just like, yeah. you know, the moment was just not too big for him. Yeah, um, which is you know, my hats off to him. I I couldn't do it to. I couldn't hit a three wide open to save my life, but <laughs> but you know, it, it, yeah, he is essentially putting Garland Texas on back on the mat. Um, so this is our fifth podcast, Dan. What do you what do you guys say to the folks out there listening listening to us? We're still going. We're still, <laughs> we're still, we're still we're going. St- we're still here, like yeah. the like the Patriots chant. <laughs> <laughs> we're still here. We're still. We're gonna keep going. Yeah. We're gonna keep going. Um, just quick shout out to the folks in uh, in Mexico that are listening to us. Uh, we appreciate y'all. We appreciate you listening in. I I know this is uh, we we speak kind of fast, and I hope they're they're able to uh, catch on to what we're saying. Uh, I try not to use slang too much, but it's, it's kind of difficult. I just I just try to talk uh, clearly. Yeah, where <laughs> you can hear me exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, also to the newcomers that have uh, that have come into the podcast, we appreciate y'all. Uh, keep listening in, keep supporting us. Uh, we're not uh, at this point. Uh, we're trying to basically build our listener uh, our listener base. So for sure, you know, keep listening. We'll keep watching sports. We'll keep bringing you our opinions, our takes, and you know, we appreciate y'all. That's uh, that's all I've got tonight.
See y'all, see you guys next time. I, <laughs> I won't see y'all, but I hope y'all listen next time. <laughs> uh, one more thing, though. Um, do we are still on Twitter uh, and soon to be on Facebook. Uh, we are on Twitter. The Twitter handle is at T-I-X-S-E-A-S-O-N. Tick Season. Uh, Daniel, you can find Daniel at... Uh, Dan McGree, D-A-N-M-C-G-R-E-E. All right, thank you for your time. Have a great week, y'all.